0: welcome to the mission mill spouse podcast the longest running podcast of its kind carrying on the 18-year legacy of army wife talk radio we have now expanded our community to include all military spouses of all branches and all components we are so glad you're here thank you for joining us as we empower military spouses to conquer adversity foster confidence and thrive in this military life now here are your podcast hosts your mission mill spouse command team
1: Welcome to Mission Millspouse podcast. Millspouse life might be tricky, but you don't have to navigate it alone. We're glad you're here. I'm your host, Caitlin Hevelon, the partner support specialist, and this is episode number 994. Joining me today is director of social media, Jade Pizarro.
2: Hi, Caitlin, and thanks for that warm welcome. I'm excited to be hosting with you today. Listeners, we have a great show for you today. So grab a beverage of your choice, settle in, or lace up your shoes if you're listening while you're in getting your workout and get ready for your weekly dose of military life empowerment. On today's show, we'll hear an interview conducted by Kathleen Palma, our director of content, as she chats with guest Bree Carroll to get a better understanding of Bree's mission to celebrate the beauty of
1: military marriage. Kate, I'm so glad to be hosting with you today. Before we go any further, it's a privilege to share this week's podcast partner, First Command Financial Services. All our gratitude to our partners who have supported our mission here at Mission Mill Spouse.
2: Thanks again to First Command Financial Services. Now, Caitlin, what has military life been throwing
1: at you lately? Give me your quick SITREP situation report. So our household is a little bit of a hot mess at the moment, but we're embracing it. Our last shipment of household goods, the quick ship one, leaves next week. So we're just in a little bit of a... Packing chaos because whatever we can't fit into our suitcase has to go into the shipment. So that's fun. Oh my gosh. Holy gosh. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> We're honestly just winging it. I don't have like a plan. <laughs> I was going to say, really okay. I feel like that's so hard to
2: plan. And then you're like, wait, what do I put in these suitcases? Like, what's the most important things you know like <laughs> what's been your most important thing like you're like I need to have it with
1: me well not only that I'm like a simple like cooking stuff like will the temporary lodging that we get have like pots and pans in it or will it not like do I need to dedicate a whole suitcase to the kitchen <laughs> or <laughs> right And like do I need all my spices <laughs> well I'm afraid to fly with those Oh, are you? I want to because they're so expensive to replace, but I also don't want to be that person that like gets pulled aside and asked questions for three hours because I had random spices in my suitcase. Yeah. They're like, what are you doing with this
2: cinnamon, Caitlin?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's, I, I feel like it would be worth it because that's a lot of money to replace everything, but I'm also going to be at the airport for so many hours already. I don't want to extend that you're process staying. any further. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> and you guys leave soon, right? For that?
1: Yes, we have less than a month until we're on the ground in Germany. Wow, what a change.
2: Is it your yes, first time going over that way? Yes. Oh my gosh. So yeah, you're like in for like the first
1: ride going over. <laughs> Yes. And I will be bringing Mission Mill Spouse with me. They will get to see all of the shenanigans as they unfold. Oh my, I'm sure myself with the whole team and Mission Mill
2: Spouse, all of our um, spouses are going to be like living for that to see. I've never, we've never, like me and my husband, we've never been overseas um, for an assignment. So I'm always like kudos to everyone that's ever done that. Also, like, how do you do it? So I can't wait to like follow along and like find out your tips, tricks and like, you know, what worked.
1: <laughs> I definitely stole a lot of um, experience and information from Chrissy who did it last summer. So that was helpful.
2: Oh my gosh. I Oh my gosh. Yeah. Chrissy did just do that. Mm-hmm. They
1: just hit wow. the one year mark over there. Oh, my God.
2: yeah. So thank goodness, a for spousal support of other military spouses because y'all are leading the way for us that, you know, might trickle there eventually. So I can't wait to watch. yes, what's up been up with you and the kitty cat? Ah, uh, not much. My family was in town, and, you know, we did our yearly family vacation. So we went down to uh, like Key West, that whole like Key area. And um, we just kind of spent good family time together. My husband, uh, he got to come for a few days uh, with his like in-between work schedule of like flying over to like South America. Um, So it's just been really fun to be around family. And this duty station that we're at, we're a little bit closer to our family on the East Coast. Uh, So we've been definitely trying to like take advantage of, you know, our location and that proximity of our families. So it's been really good. And the cat's doing good. He's just chilling, you know, sitting in his bucket hat and his little Hawaiian shirts. Shout out Mission Mill Spouse, Christmas exchange where I got those cute Hawaiian shirts. So we're living life down
1: here in Florida right now. That sounds awesome. I will be envying you in a couple months when it's snowing and cold.
2: (laughs) That's when we're going to be moving though. So we're going to be going back to the snow and cold. So I'll be envying people that are in warmer climates soon too, Caitlin. So no worries. We'll both be like, boo. I miss the beach already. (laughs) Me too. And I didn't even leave.
1: It's been so fun to catch up with you, Jane. Even the most seasoned spouses could use some encouragement. So whether you are just joining the military life or have more PCS stickers still stuck on your furniture than you care to admit, let's hear from some other members of our Mission Mill Spouse Command Team with their insightful and uplifting resources.
0: No news is typically good news in this military life. Except on the Mission Mill Spouse podcast. Here is our News 6 correspondent with this week's top stories.
3: Howdy y'all, and buckle up for this week's News 6 update Navy to break glass ceiling with new Joint Chief of Staff. The President has recommended Admiral Lisa Franchetti as the new head of the Navy. This would mark the first time a woman has led any branch of the military and become a member of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. President Biden said in the statement of recommendation that Frank Ketty demonstrated extensive expertise in both the operational and policy arenas. She is only the second woman to rise to the rank of four-star admiral in the Navy and has served for 38 years. Frank Ketty would replace Chief of Naval Operations Admiral Mike Gilday, who has held the position for the past four years. She is currently in the second top position of the Navy, which is Vice Chief of Naval Operations. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin said in a statement, he is very proud Franketti was nominated as the Navy's chief, and added she would continue to inspire all of us. Biden chose Franketti based on the broad scope of her experience at sea and ashore, including a number of high-level policy and administrative jobs, that give her deep knowledge in budgeting and running the department. Adam Hodge, acting White House National Security Council spokesman, said on Twitter after the announcement was made. Franchetti spent her career mostly on warships and commanded U.S. Naval Forces Korea. She also served as director for strategy, plans, and policy on the Joint Staff and commanded the Sixth Fleet, which is based in Naples, Italy, and has responsibility over Europe and Africa. Sounds like she's the right gal for the job. May your tenure as a Joint Chief of Staff be smooth sailing. Find out more at WashingtonPost.com. Change may be in store for exchange. A proposal in next year's defense bill might include dropping ties with all China-made or imported products in military exchanges. It would also impact popular programs like Tudor.com, which hires many military spouses. While the proposal would have minimal effect on DACA commissaries, it could lead to the closure of many post exchanges as 70% of products sold at these establishments are manufactured or imported from China. This provision would deprive military personnel and families of products that are widely available to other American citizens wrote Steve Rossetti, president of the American Logistics Association, in a letter to House lawmakers asking them to exclude the amendment. They shouldn't be singled out and penalized by virtue of their service. Congress has not chosen to ban these products from off-base retailers, and military personnel and their families should be entitled to at least the same rights and privileges as the citizens they defend, Rossetti wrote. A wide variety of products would no longer be available on military installations worldwide, including Apple iPhones, iPads, computers, TVs, headphones, patio furniture, seasonal goods such as Halloween costumes and Christmas decorations, luggage, watches, appliances, hardware, bicycles, fitness equipment, photo, home decor, housewares, Nike, Adidas, Levi's, and Mattel Toys, said AFIS spokesperson Chris Ward. AFIS is predicting the loss of 16,000 jobs if this passes. As mentioned earlier, Tudor.com is also under fire, as last year it fell under the ownership of a business that is run out of China. Tudor.com staunchly defends itself and ins- assures the public that Americans' data is safe from the Chinese government. Tutor.com is neither controlled nor owned by the People's Republic of China, said Pamela Brem, Tutor.com's senior director for military and government programs. But the U.S. government is not so sure. Though the committee understands that the company has taken certain mitigations related to the security of U.S. persons' data in relation to these services, the committee is aware that technological advances could still allow for rapid exploitation by a sophisticated adversary. Senators wrote in their report accompanying the Senate Armed Services Committee's proposed legislation. The committee has given the DOD until February 28, 2024, to come up with a plan to make sure American privacy is not under risk of Chinese possession. Tudor.com initiated a U.S. regulatory review, and as a result, Instituted additional controls and safeguards to ensure the ongoing protection of personal data, Bram said. Their commitment to securing personal information is bolstered by mechanisms that provide for constant monitoring and compliance, she said. These measures were designed and implemented to ensure that no personal information of our students or customers is or will be transferred to the People's Republic of China. Many of us at Tudor.com are military spouses, veterans, parents, and former military kids ourselves, Brem said. We understand military life, and so it is our great honor to support our military service members and their families. All of us at Tudor.com remain dedicated to safeguarding the personal data of all students we help, including military families. Politics are always murky and complicated but it adds a certain level of stress when military families are being used on the playing field. Let us hope our lawmakers can find a way to keep America safe and China weaker without military families being used as collateral. Find out more at MilitaryTimes.com. Veteran Seaman advocates for veteran plane. Brunswick, Maine, used to be the home of the Brunswick Naval Station until it was decommissioned in 2011. Now a Navy veteran named John Vandal is making sure that the world doesn't forget its existence. Where the air station once stood is now a bustling residential and shopping area. A lone P-2 Neptune airplane is all that stands from days gone by, but developers want it gone. That's where plane mechanic Vandal comes in. He's trying to keep its demolition at bay until they can raise the $350,000 funds to repair the bird and have it move to its new home in a museum down the road. Vandal says, oh, I can do it. They told me I'd never be able to get those bomb bay doors off so I could patch the holes in them. Vandal said, pointing to the plane's aft belly. And I said, hold my beer. We have a lot of kids out here who don't know the base even existed, said Scott Miller of Brunswick Naval Aviation Museum, which is just down the street from the P2 Neptune. We need to save this plane so they will know, even after we are long gone. With a wingspan of 100 feet, the huge plane will need to be partially disassembled to be moved from the spot where it was perched for over 70 years. It is Van Dahl's job to maintain it until she is ready to be moved. Vandal said, veterans who called this base or planes like it home often stop to thank him. It's touching. It really is, said Vandal. I love it when vets thank me for my service because I can say the same thing right back to them. He has even had veterans stop by who worked on the very plane he now maintains. We all know how important our military past is to our veterans. Hats off to Vandal for keeping a hundred foot piece of our military history alive. Find out more at bangordailynews.com. Today in history. On July 31st, 2012, Michael Phelps earned his 19th medal beating out Russian gymnast Larissa Latina as the most decorated Olympian. He won it during the London Olympics 4 by 200 meter relay. He went on to win three more medals at those Olympics, ending with 22 and announcing his retirement. And As many athletes are wont to do, he turned out to be a liar, and appeared at the 2016 Olympics, where he won six more medals, ending his tally at an impressive 28. Phelps should be thankful he doesn't have to PCS with all that hardware. I can only imagine the paperwork that would entail. Well, that's it for me. I'm Annie Pierce, standing in for MIT, t where information empowers.
1: Jade, what is on the docket for this week's Resource Recon?
2: This week's Resource Recon is all about the new six report from earlier this month, which I'm so excited about. Caitlin, I know you are a fellow fur mama. How excited about this new program for our military families are
1: you? This one really hits home for me because I have two dogs. I'm currently paying for all the things to move to Germany, so... We are blessed enough to have a second income at our current duty station. So I have been shuffling money aside for this for almost a year now. I know it's very stressful for a lot of families, even if they have that safety net set aside. It's a lot of money just to bring what you consider a family member along when the government tells you it's time to move. I know that's so crazy. Like, so our household, we
2: have just our cat. And we've always dabbled in the last like eight years, always being like, oh, we should get a dog. But then we were always like, well, if we get a dog, then, you know, what happens if we move and how do we transport them? And you know what I mean? It's just as I I can only imagine how stressful it is to actually have to like sit there and, you know, like you said, you have a safety net and you're lucky to have a safety net, but what do you do with the expenses that of you know that if you don't have that extra so i when i saw that pop up on my facebook i nearly like was jumping up and down and was like we need a dog <laughs> so what's well, really that
1: awesome about that program too is it's not just designed for families that are going overseas there's also an allowance for those who are staying in the US because there's still additional costs that rack up moving your pets hotel pet fees alone. A hard hitter for me. Because <laughs> oh, we I know.
2: travel with ours a lot. Oh, I know. The last time when we when we PCS'd from Colorado back to Florida, um, y- you know, that was my like kick there too. It was like, wow, we have to literally stay in all these places that allow for like our cat, you know? And then they have all the fees attached to it and this and that. And every hotel has a different sort of fee and this, that, and the other thing. And it's just so crazy. And it's such a nice relief now to know that, you know, the next time we do move in the next few months, you know we we have maybe that cushion of where it's like okay we can you know stay at this hilton and you know be happy and our cat can be safe you know
1: because that's always that main concern too is the pet safety when you do go stay places so i absolutely feel that i'm so excited for this to take effect and the financial relief that this will bring to so many military families will have an enormous impact even with resources at our fingertips, sometimes this military spouse life can make you feel kind of weary. Here at Mission Mill Spouse, we've got some natural cheerleaders <laughs> ready whenever we need to pick me up. One of those empowered gals is ready to share how we can celebrate other military spouses in these moments. Coming up next is our Mission Mill Spouse Director of Empowerment, Amanda Bickney's, followed by our interview for this week. Carol.
0: We here at Mission Mill Spouse never doubt the strength of our military spouse tribe. Here is our Director of Empowerment with this week's Empowerment Patrol Report.
4: Hi there, Mission Mill Spouse listeners. It's me, Amanda Bicknees, your Director of Empowerment, bringing you this week's Empowerment Patrol Report. Do you know a military spouse, service member, family member, community member, or a nonprofit organization that goes above and beyond to empower the lives of others? Nominate them today as a standout empowerment champion for Mission Mill Spouses Everyday Empowerment Award. It could be a relative, a spouse, a nonprofit or a battle buddy that you've met along the way. Everyday Empowerment recipients will receive a digital certificate, a token of our appreciation in real life, on-air recognition via this podcast, and be included in a social media reel each month with their fellow winners. Nonprofits that are selected will receive a $100 donation from Mission Millspouse to support their continued work within the military community. To nominate someone or a nonprofit, you'll just head on over to our website at missionmillspouse.org, select the get involved tab, where you'll then click empowerment from the drop-down menu and you'll find that nomination form. We would love to give praise and recognition to those spouses and organizations who are helping you throughout your Mill Spouse journey. Until next time, I'm Amanda Bickmes reminding you, empowered spouses, empower spouses.
0: Here at Mission Mill Spouse, military spouses are our primary focus. We have more than 2,600 blogs with topics, including PCS, parenting, career guidance, humor, deployment, and more. Whether you're dating a service member, have just said, I do as a new spouse, or are a seasoned spouse with a whole collection of PCS stickers on your furniture, we have something for you. But hey, don't just take our word for it. I'm Lindsay, and
5: when my husband joined the military, I was completely lost when it came to assimilating to military life and culture. This organization made me feel like I had support, a new community I could lean on, and equip me with invaluable information about military spouse life.
0: Tap into all of our empowering resources at missionmillspouse.org or follow us across all social media platforms at Mission Millspouse.
5: Welcome Mission Mill Spouse podcast listeners. I'm Lindsay Rauch, your Deputy Director of Marketing here at Mission Mill and I'm excited to be bringing you today's episode full of information to empower and enlighten you. Today's breath guest is Bree Carroll, an Air Force spouse, event strategist, and military marriage advocate. Bree is the 2020 to 2021 Armed Forces Insurance Air Force Spouse of the Year, as well as the founder of Military Marriage Day and an advocate for celebrating military marriages. Bree's mission is to encourage and equip couples so that they may intentionally thrive in their marriage relationship. Bree, welcome to the Mission Mill Spouse Podcast.
6: Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be on to share a little bit more about Military Marriage Day.
5: Awesome. And I am personally so excited. Uh, Military marriages are my jam. All my education is in mental health for family and marriages. And I think you know better than anyone that military marriages can be some of the most in need. Um, And so I want to just know more about what you do and how did Military Marriage Day begin?
6: Yeah. Well, your background in this conversation is definitely going to come in handy. And it's one that we often try to avoid having the conversation around. So I'm excited to dive in. So Military Marriage Day actually started um, during a year where my husband and I found ourselves um, in the middle, if you will, of experiencing several friends going through divorce and separation. We had six different friends who were either currently serving or previously had served all separating and getting divorces. So on one hand, I like to say we were kind of hold, I was holding my hand out, kind of like, wait, don't bring that over here. But at the same time, I was running towards them, like, can we pay for counseling? What do we need to do? Like, how can we fix this? And one of the things that I realized was that when we were, when they're already at a point of chaos or a breaking point. Um, Trying to Google solutions is not (laughs) very helpful. Um, It was difficult to kind of find a good resource. And resources aren't one size fit all that can help um, our service couples. So I learned that very quickly. So it really started with a podcast because I love podcasts like this one where I can come and listen and learn new information and kind of get a tool to put in my tool bag and, and use for later when I need it. So I started with a podcast. I figured if I could bring on um, service couples or individuals who knew a little bit more than I did or had a a different perspective and could share their military marriage story, we could collectively learn that You know, maybe we're not so different and we all do go through very similar things or um, we find new information about how we can better communicate and connect with our spouses. So from the podcast, um, I was I had the opportunity um, to get the recognition as the 2020-2021 Armed Forces Insurance Air Force Spouse of the Year. And at that time, I said, you know what, we're going to take it to the next level from a pot, not just a podcast and not just advocating for military marriages, but um, I have a civil engineering background. So one of the things we used to say is what gets measured gets managed. And I figured what is a way that we could measure our service relationships, right? And I thought about like different ways that we pay attention to things and celebration tends to be the most positive way. So from the idea of the podcast came um, a means of celebrating military marriages and thus military marriage day <laughs> came to be. And it's strategically um, ha- at the halfway point or six months from Um, Valentine's Day. So oftentimes people are like, why is it August 14th? (laughs) And it's because I like to say you get two chances to celebrate your love officially, if you will, but Valentine's Day, um, February 14th, and then Military Marriage Day on August the 14th.
5: I love that so much, what you were saying about the importance of celebrating, because in my field of family marriage therapy, it's so true that unfortunately, people wait until it's a crisis and it's yes that at that point it is hard to recover where when things are good we need to be and no matter when when things are good bad challenging easy yes we need to be celebrating our our love our marriage all the things that we've gone through and overcome together and so that just resonates with me so much and I'm a relatively new military spouse And so what you're saying about how six friends of yours were divorcing at the same time, it's very intimidating, like entering into the military lifestyle. There is a lot of stereotypes about military marriage. And I love that you're breaking that stereotype, shifting it to say it doesn't need to be this daunting or negative. Let's celebrate. And there's so much good that comes out of military marriages. So what do you think in line with that, that more spouses need to be aware of in their service relationships?
6: Yeah, and you know what? I think you're you're hitting the nail on the head. It's it's twofold, right? I think one of the things that uh, military spouses really need to realize is that there is a beautiful, exciting, adventurous side to it, but there also is um, a downside that we need to be aware of. And what I mean by be aware of is if you were to Google right now what the top five most stressful life events are, that list is going to sound like death of loved one divorce or separation, moving, long-term illness, and job loss. Those are the top five. And the reality for some who might be listening, you're like, hey, that was my year last year, right? You maybe had lost a loved one. And especially when we, when our um, service families were in deployed situations, the, uh, close friends, and, and regular just just life occurrences. Death is something that we experience all the time. And it's that much harder when we're not close to those that we're losing. Right. Divorce or separation. We are physically separated from our spouses as a part of this lifestyle, which um, in the divorce side, you know, we're, we're working on through Military Marriage Day to, to kind of lessen that so that people can have healthy and thriving marriages. Moving. We know that's a norm as well. Right. Long-term illnesses now due to the, Long term illnesses, I want to touch on that one a lot because you have that mental health background. You understand that illness may not just be physical. It could also be PTSD. It could also be a mental health illness that's more long term. It could be depression and then loss of a job, especially my spouses. I don't have to explain that part to you. When we move, we end up having to go through the cycle of trying to find employment and losing a job or or having to relocate and finding something new and starting all over again this is our life so having that realization that yes we do need to celebrate our marriages because you know what they're strong and because we endure these top 5 uh stressful life events it makes it that much stronger but there needs to be an awareness that if it feels hard today it's because it is and it's okay for it not to be okay
5: right Right. And I love being aware of those things because when we know, Hey, these are a part of the lifestyle that me and my spouse are going through together, it's not so scary or it's not so isolating. Like we're the only couple that's going through a hard trial.
6: Exactly. Um, Are you investing your time? into your relationships are you investing with words affirming and uplifting and speaking positively about your relationship or are you making withdrawals from it and saying negative things and and talking to friends about how horrible your spouse is right like what are you doing to invest in that relationship because i think when we can make those investment deposits of time in finances in communication and how we speak to one another then we'll see a return on that investment through the longevity through the strength and through the health of our relationships
5: right that was actually one of the biggest shifts in my own marriage was in marriage a lot of times we hear you know you got to sacrifice for your marriage you got to sacrifice for your spouse and and that is true but I was challenged to switch out the word sacrificed for invest because yes. sacrifice, it can be the kind of the martyr syndrome of, Oh, I'm just giving so much. It's just, I'm giving, you know, I, I do all these things and it can kind of build resentment where yeah. investing you say, I'm, you had used the term depositing into my marriage. I'm investing for the greater good. And it just, for me, that was a huge mind switch to, Wow, this is it. It's still selfless. It's still that giving, but it's for the purpose of investing into something greater. So I cannot wait to hear what the other letters stand for in the acronym. And for those of us who are feeling as fired up as I am right now, what can we do to get involved with MMD this year?
6: Yeah. So I, I alluded to our virtual countdown. That is probably one of my favorite things that. Um, we do it military marriage day because it started in 2020 and everybody knows we were in a pandemic then. So we always do and kick things off with a virtual celebration, which is August 7th through August 14th. And what that looks like is each day we cover a different topic um, focused on um, how you can strengthen your marriage or in this this year, how to build your mill marriage. And the reason why I love this, part of the celebration is because um like you mentioned w- with it being celebratory it's uplifting it's happy i like to consider it like a fruit smoothie right mm, yum it feels good it tastes good it's sweet people like it but in there we put some vegetables in your fruit smoothie um where it's it's tangible tools it's practical tools it's resources it's education because we won't don't want to assume that everybody's relationship um, as we celebrate Military Marriage Day is just a complete home run, A plus, batting at that. Like, we don't want to assume that. So even if you are tuning into Military Marriage Day saying, you know what, I want to be proactive and do the work, that's amazing. We love that. But for those who are like, I'm being reactive right now and things are not so great, we also um, have that within the, the countdown and it's accessible. It'll be on Facebook and on our YouTube channel, you'll have option opportunities, if you will, to watch the replays when it is convenient for you. And that's all throughout our military marriage day countdown, August 7th through the 14th.
5: I love how you mentioned that it's not just for those who, you know, so there's going to be a lot of couples who are in that celebratory mode. And then there's other couples that may be in a season of struggle. And yeah. no matter what, there is something to celebrate even if there's a couple who's struggling but one of the spouses wants to you know check out okay well what is military marriage day that's something to celebrate that they're still looking for resources they're still looking for encouragement they're still looking for hope and so the fact that it spans to be applicable to any military marriage yeah. i think that makes you guys so special and then beyond this time frame of august 7th through the 14th how else can people get involved or support Military Marriage Day?
6: Yes, another new um, opportunity that we have for everyone to continue to stay engaged is our Military Marriage Day app. So one of the things that we talk about um, with my story and just how it developed was wanting to get those couples resources, right? And what I found that throughout, because this is our first fourth year celebrating, it was really hard to get people to tell me what they need because marriage is such a private and kind of intimate thing, right? So even though we're waving the flag of, hey, we want to support your marriage, people weren't very forthcoming about what exactly it is that they needed when they needed it, right? You kind of had to um, have that one-on-one conversation to know. So what we decided to do was We wanted to have a hub and the hub is really where you can find different military marriage resources. Now, again, this can be resources that you may look at in times of crisis. So we are building out the app to even have resources for those who have realized through Military Marriage Day that they're not in a healthy relationship and they may have to go down the path of separation so that they are healthy. So let me say that again, like we are, yes, we want to see healthy military marriages. We do not want to see people stay in abusive situations. Um, So yes, the app will have resources for those who are in crisis situations as well as those resources that are coaching and books and other podcasts that you can listen to, to be proactive in how you care for your military marriage. So the Military Marriage Day app is going to have a hub of resources for anyone who is looking for uh, something, uh, regardless of what that may look like for their their military marriage relationship.
5: Bree, thank you so much for sharing your story on Military Marriage Day and how spouses can be more aware in their service relationships. It sounds like you're really building a community to support and bring awareness to Military Marriage Day. Listeners, if you would like to learn more about Military Marriage Day, You can find them on the web at militarymarriageday.com or through social media at their handle at Military Marriage Day. Stay tuned for the rest of our interview with Bree to learn more about how she uses her background as an event strategist to serve the military community.
1: Whether you're about to move to your first duty station or finally finishing up your 20 years, First Command's personal financial coaches are with you every step of the way. Your financial coach will work with you on setting, planning, and working towards your financial goals, big or small. Visit firstcommand.com to learn more about how the process works or how to set up an appointment with a financial coach near you.
0: Our mission is to globally empower military spouses with resources and support to conquer adversity, foster confidence, and thrive in this military life. Whether you are an individual, a Fortune 500 company, or somewhere in between, join us on our mission. Make your tax-deductible contribution at missionmillspouse.org, or if you're a business interested in sharing your product or services with our more than 100,000 followers, email partner at missionmillspouse.org. Military spouses around the world, thank you for your support.
5: Welcome back, listeners. We're continuing our conversation with Bree Carroll, founder of Military Marriage Day. Let's jump back into the conversation. Bree, what has been the most rewarding part of your journey with Military Marriage Day?
6: Oh, um, that is a tough one. The most rewarding part, I think, really, um, it's seeing it grow through our proclamations. So, Military Marriage Day, is um, basically powered by some amazing ambassadors and we call them our MMD ambassadors and we have them all across the United States and even in deployed locations and overseas locations. And one thing that we do around Military Marriage Day um, is we advocate on the state level to have each state recognize Military Marriage Day and for this celebration, uh, this year's celebration 2023, we're hoping that we will hit 25 states with proclamations. We're really close. We're at like 20 right now. So I'm really excited to see if we can get to 25 because that means we're halfway towards our goal of having a proclamation for each state. So I'm really excited because what that means is that the communities are recognizing the importance of our service couples and the reason why that is important is because oftentimes people will celebrate a veterans day and they're they're recognizing the service member. And then we have military spouse appreciation which is fantastic and I love that they celebrate military spouses. But military marriage day is unique because we are celebrating the union, the family. The, the center of the family, that marriage and that union. And it's a really big deal and gets me excited and really proud that our states and hopefully all 50 states will recognize that importance.
5: And if someone is living in a state that not has not yet joined that, is there something an individual can do to get their state on board so that you guys can get more and more states involved?
6: Yes, absolutely. So the first thing that I would um, encourage anyone who is in a state that currently does not have a military marriage day proclamation is to just send a letter over to um, your state office. Really, it's a letter to the governor or your representative and let them know that you are in a military marriage and that you would like military marriage day recognized in your state. That's probably the simplest way for you to get involved. The second way is just simply reach out to us at militarymarriageday at gmail.com. We would love for you to join our team of military marriage day ambassadors those are the ones who are really going out they're submitting those proclamation requests they're sharing the information about our mission and vision throughout the state and throughout their community and we would love to connect with you so that you can help further this cause
5: thank you i I believe after this podcast, you're going to see a lot more states or people across different states really joining this cause and mission. Yes. How do you hope that MMD from here continues to make an impact?
6: So I think from here, we've seen so much growth and really, I don't want Military Marriage Day to be a best kept secret. I really want it to be um, something that spans throughout our armed forces um and there's an awareness that this is coming so that people can pay attention and really manage and 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 want to work on their relationships right another part of that also is I talked about um, couples being in different places around Military Marriage Day, whether you're in a celebratory spirit or if you're in a help me figure it out mode. I also would love to see Military Marriage Day be an encouragement for those who are not yet married um, or are looking to remarry. Um, Because with us sharing these marriage insights um, and tools and resources, it's a great way to kind of plan for what you're looking for, right? So we would love for Military Marriage Day to continue to grow and encourage um, those uh, communities. And I do not want to leave without mentioning one really exciting thing that we do have to help it grow in that direction. And that's our Military Marriage Day grants. So we are actually offering grant opportunities for couples to apply um, so that we can help finance some of those resources that may be on the hub that are not free. So the reason why the hub exists is so that it can have a variety of different resources and some of them like coaching or counseling, there may be some out-of-pocket costs. So the Military Marriage Day grant is another way that we help um, meet the need for our service couples. And the reality is one couple may apply and they just want to get a set of books For them to read together, someone else may need to offset the cost of therapy. But you know what? The Military Marriage Day grant is also for those couples who are like, we are arguing because we can't put food on the table. And this grant will help offset our just lifestyle costs right now.
5: Wow. And that's so true that military marriages, there's going to be each marriage is so unique. We all struggle to some capacity and similar areas. None of us are alone or isolated in pretty much anything we could face in our marriages. And at the yeah, same time, each marriage is so unique. And so like you said, for one couple, it's books. For another couple, it's extra food. It finances our attention. And so I am so thankful you mentioned about the grants. And that is something I hope our listeners really download the app, look into those resources. Something my husband and I always talk about in our military marriages what tools can we continue to add to our tool belt? Because that's what, when life hands you, whatever it's going to hand you, having different tools to be ready to tackle that and tackle it as a team is so important. And that comes through resources. And so the fact that there's a grant that gives spouses the opportunity to do that in any capacity that they might need is truly something I haven't heard of yet in the military community. So, um, you know, me sharing... The fact that me and my husband have been building our tools and our tool belt, what is one of the biggest lessons that you have learned in your own military marriage?
6: Um, one of the biggest lessons I've learned in my military marriage um, is that we're not alone. I think oftentimes we keep our marriage and and the things that we go through in our relationships private, and and I definitely think there is some discernment that is needed there, and there's definitely a time and place. Um, but when you build Uh, your community of support and have another couple that you can confide in and talk to about some challenges, you'll find out like some of the the phases and seasons that you're maybe going through in your relationship is not just you or or it's something that a couple who may be a a couple of years senior to you actually have gone through and can kind of give you some tips and things. So one of the biggest things that we've learned is that, you know, we're not alone. And that it's really important for us to um, come together around our military marriage. Um, and, and that's why we love sharing these male marriage stories throughout Military Marriage Day. You might hear something or or find a couple that you're like, you know what, that really inspires me. I want to reach out to them and maybe connect to them. Or even if it's right where you are uh, stationed, you may find another couple that you, the two of you just... You know, you just get along with, you can talk really easily with them. Try to find ways to, to confide in people, work together and strengthen your military marriage. And don't feel like you have to do it alone.
5: Right. I love that word that you use discernment because if a couple needs help, I think the two biggest things are, and you had mentioned, who are you going to? So are they mentors that you can trust? Is this a couple that you can see, wow, they're doing it right in this area. And this is an area that me and my spouse are struggling in. Mm -hmm. And then number two, what is the purpose for why someone might be sharing information about their marriage? Not that every detail needs to be shared, but if your purpose is, hey, my husband and I are really struggling and we want to grow and overcome this is a different purpose than I'm frustrated with my spouse and I just need someone to vent to. So yeah, those are two practical ways to have that discernment of, okay, my marriage is struggling. Can I be open about this? Yes. To whom are you being open? And for what purpose are you being open? And if those two things are pure and in the clear and for the betterment of your marriage, um, I think it's really important that people feel encouraged and free to be able to, like you said, not isolate, but share and learn from one another. because. If we all keep our struggles to ourselves, we will feel like we're the only marriage that is struggling or going through this. So, yeah. You've kind of mentioned it, but I just want to be able to have you highlight it again because I really want listeners to be able to know where to go. Where can our listeners go to find more information about your mission to support military spouses?
6: Yes. Um- they can simply head over to www.militarymarriageday.com. That's where they'll find the links to the application for the Military Marriage Day grant. They'll find the app. They'll find what we're doing this year for Military Marriage Day that is presented by Armed Forces Insurance, the T- the Taya and Chris Kyle Foundation and B Carol events. So we are so excited um, to share what we're doing to, in 2023 and militarymarriageday.com is where you can go to find all the details.
5: As we wrap up our conversation, one question we ask all of our guests is this, what is one piece of advice you would give our listeners to navigate this military life with respect to your area
6: of expertise? Um, One piece of advice that I have is that perspective is everything. I think um, oftentimes we can limit ourselves in possibility. We can stop dreaming. We can stop or lose hope. And I think as we go through this military journey, we need to continue to be curious. We need to continue to have a perspective that lends itself to how can this situation, this station, this new thing, um, benefit me or be positive or be an a, adventurous. And, and and I think perspective is half the battle, if you will, when it comes to this service life. And it's something that I continue to remind myself of, especially as we have just recently PCS'd. And I feel like I'm starting over, I continue to have to remind myself Um, And check in with myself on what perspective am I viewing this situation through, um, and what can I do to change it. It's okay to feel like it's like you don't like something, and it's okay to to kind of feel that that shift that is happening. Because like we started off this conversation with, we may be experiencing one of those top five stressors, and also consider. what new perspective you could bring to it.
5: Bree, it's been amazing having you on our show today. And thank you for sharing more about your advocacy and empowerment to support and promote military marriage and celebrate our service members and their spouses. As always, we thank you very much for serving our community and doing what you can to make sure all military spouses have an equal spot at the table. Thank you so much. Thank you again to today's guest, Brie Carroll. We wish her all the best as she works towards celebrating marriages in the military community and learning more about resources available. And now back to our host.
0: Mission Mill Spouse, formerly known as Army Wife Network, is continuing our exceptional and long-standing legacy. Now serving all spouses of all branches, we are the longest running military spouse podcast currently broadcasting our 18th season. In fact, we will break 1000 episodes in 2023. Don't miss an installment. Subscribe on our website, missionmillspouse.org or catch our twice weekly podcast on the podcast app of your choice, including Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. Remember, we've been there. You aren't alone. We've got your six.
1: Thanks once again to Brie Carroll for sharing with us on the Mission Mill Spouse podcast. Likewise, if you want to connect with Brie or learn more about Military Marriage Day, check them out online via militarymarriageday.com or on social media at Military Marriage Day. Jade, what did you think about this interview?
2: So, I loved Brie and I loved learning about uh, Military Marriage Day, Uh, especially as being like a newer spouse, uh, just recently getting married, like a little over, I would say, a year and a half ago. Um, It's actually really nice to know that there's these like little celebrations and these little slices of like joy of military marriage because, like, we all know. It's like such a hard thing to be a spouse sometimes. And, you know, it's nice to see that um, there are initiatives in place for military marriages, um, things to celebrate. And uh, I think that Bree is doing some amazing work on her side. And it's such a blessing that we're able to share uh, this special day with our listeners. Uh, I also was like, wow, at like some of the statistics at, you know, divorce. Um, So I think it's like a beautiful reminder to um, embrace your spouse, embrace where you're at. um, And, you know, do the thing of the military uh, marriage life, because it's so important to keep our family units together um, and to have those beautiful things, you know. What did you think, Caitlin?
1: I completely agree, um as we all know, being in a marriage with an individual in the military. we go through a lot of things that the rest of the population doesn't, so having a day to celebrate all of those things is super important because only the individuals who have been or are currently in a relationship with someone in the military truly understand it all and it's a lot an extra day to celebrate never hurts anything and i think it's awesome that brie has made this into such a big event where there are pop-ups at different locations i was kind of sad because the week before we get to dc i saw that um there's someone in dc hosting an event for military marriage day so definitely check out um the social media spouses pages and whatnot in your local area And you might find a local event that you and your spouse can attend as well
2: yeah they also had i saw um a really awesome like website so definitely make sure that you check that out too if you're listening um because military marriage day is on august 14th right smack dab in that august summer um so like bummer that you can't go cuz that's amazing to have like that meetup and also have other spouses to connect to. Um, but I'm sure like across social medias, uh, we'll be able to see all the fun things um that Brie
1: and her team are doing for that. So I'm excited. Absolutely. Their website has so much information on it. Even if it's not going on there specifically for Military Marriage Day, the the vast topics around marriages in the military that you can find through their website. is just tons of great information and one easy to digest location. And you're not on Google for four hours.
2: <laughs> right. Sifling through. It's like all reputable, great information, mm-hmm. good sources, just right smack dab there. So
1: yes, I love that. They did that. all the hard work for us, which is fantastic because we don't always have the free time to do it ourselves
2: exactly exactly <laughs> alas all good things must come to an end but never fear more mission millspouse podcast episodes are already in the works catch our mini cast episodes each thursday and our full next length podcast dropping on monday as we chat with erin lorenz about military no stress pcs go ahead and subscribe to our podcast on our website missionmillspouse.org, or on your chosen podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and the Holy Grail Spotify.
1: Man, I really need that next podcast in my life today. (laughs) But as we wrap up, we want to thank our podcast partner for this installment again. Thank you so much, First Command Financial Services. As always, we truly appreciate your continued support of military spouses and families. If you would like to support our mission, please consider donating to our cause. Remember, we are a 501c3 nonprofit, so all contributions are tax-deductible. We invite you to consider joining us in our mission in other ways as well. We are always seeking bloggers to contribute once-per-month submissions All spouses from all branches and all components are welcome to blog with us. If you have a resource for military spouses, please inquire about being a guest on our podcast. Our season books up quickly, so don't wait. Email hello at missionmillspouse.org or send us a direct message on any of our social media sites.
2: Whether you're in a season of hurry up and wait embrace the suck or keeping calm and mill spousing on. Thank you for letting us be a part of your mill spouse squad. No matter what you're facing, we want you to remember we've been there. You're not alone. We've got your six. This is your mission mill spouse command team signing out.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Mission Mill Spouse podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with your tribe and leave us a five-star review. Subscribe to our podcast on the podcast app of your choice to catch episodes that drop every Monday and Thursdays each week. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, or LinkedIn at Mission Mill Spouse. Snag some sweet freebies by signing up for our newsletter, The Set Rep. And finally, if you'd like to join us on our mission to serve military spouses, Consider making a tax-deductible donation on our website or email partner at missionmillspouse.org. Mission Spouse, empowering you to navigate this military life since 2005.